4: How are your emotions running after you, your team seemed to play so well against Pittsburgh on Friday night?
0: Well, I was, I mean, I was happy for the guys and I was proud of, you know, they've they worked hard this training camp. So I was happy that they had a chance to go out there and we had a chance to see everyone play. You know, we escaped without any major injuries and a lot of the guys um, had a chance to have some success. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, that, that that's the emotion part of it. You, you get back in, you watch the tape, you see the things uh, that, that were not doing well or that we have to improve upon. And, and just take it as one more step to learning, you know, what it takes for our team to be successful.
5: And of course, you know, coach this week, a balance of uh, practice and preparation for the opener, but also final roster cuts, of course, due around the league tomorrow and a large number of those still coming. And we, we see, you know, the hard knocks and TV shows like that as a coach. And with, with Scott, how do you guys do that? Because what people don't realize is every player that you bring in, you view as a guy that's uh, capable of playing in the league and being on your team and helping your team win. So when you have to make those, conversations happen and bring those guys like what's what's that like as far as the heartbreak of having to be a coach and a GM having those conversations
0: well you know it's 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 the to be honest with you it's probably the worst part of the job and uh, you know all all of those all of those guys that 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 have to leave the team um, they're 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 good people they've worked really hard for this opportunity and um, you know you 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 don't want to see them uh, go through that but at the same time I think it's important to thank uh, those men for their for their efforts, for their work, for all that they've done. To encourage them in the future, offer support if you ever can help them, and um, you know just try to do it the best way that we can.
6: Coach, last year our third down percentage is some place that we struggled at defensively. This past game against Pittsburgh, um, can you tell me what your defense was doing and what you guys were de- doing so well to keep them at zero percent? That's incredible, and also. Seeing on the converse on the other side, where the offense was at fifty percent.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you know, d- defensively, obviously we have we have a pretty good rush. We were able to keep them in third, and uh, you know, out of third and short situations, which is really important. Um, being able to get to the quarterback, I think guys covered well, and um, you know, we're just we're just trying to become you know really good and sound on third down without doing too much, uh, uh, you know, of giving away of some of the more exotic things that we hope to do once the season comes. So I was happy to see the guys have some success on defense. You know, offensively, I think one of the keys for us is just to be in in good third down situations, you know, be able to run the football or or be uh, efficient in the passing game, be in third and six or less. And at at that point, you know, go trust our players to make plays. And so um, that'll be a key for us as we head into the season to stay on the field, and get off the field. Um, but uh, but uh, you know we're we're working on it every day. It was good to see us have some success.
6: And coach, I want to quickly correct myself. That was eighteen percent on third down for the guys, and then thirty three percent for the for the uh, for the offense. So I want to make sure I correct myself on that.
4: Matt Rule live on Panther Talk, coach. It looked like, of course, Sam Darnold had the the beautiful stat line, but it looked from the press box like the way his helmet opening in his pass sets was rotating like a gun turret, like he's seeing it and then making good decisions, how, how did it look to you once you broke it all down?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Sam knew where to go with the football. Um, you know, he's getting comfortable back there. He's getting comfortable with his teammates. And, you know, just he just needed to play. You know, he's had a, a good training camp, protected the football the other night. And, um, you know, the thing, the biggest thing for Sam is, is for him to continue to, you know, be explosive, uh, take risks, but at the same time understand that he can trust his teammates, trust his special teams, trust his defense, uh, trust his running backs to check the ball down, not, not try to do everything himself. So I think as we have success and, and, and our confidence grows, as a team, uh, Sam's confidence will, will grow and uh, look forward to really good things from him.
5: It looked, Coach, like at times, uh, despite having a couple of touchdown drives in the first half, uh, there were some times where Pittsburgh was making some pressure up the middle against the Panthers' offensive line. We had Scott Fitter in. We talked about it a little bit during the game. As you went back and looked at the game tape, what did you see overall in terms of that first uh, unit and the offensive line play in the game?
0: Yeah, I think it took us about a quarter to to really kind of hit our stride. Uh, you know, they, they, they did a nice job. They, 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 they did bring pressure up the middle, brought some twists. I mean, they they pressured quite a bit with, you know, linebacker and nickel blitzes and um, you know, but, but at the, at the end of the day, we were able to kind of overcome it, get into a rhythm and finish in two minutes. So uh, protecting the quarterback is obviously a key to victory for us. And, 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 uh, we'll, we'll continue to work on it. And as we move forward, you know, we'll see some really exotic pressure packages. We'll see some great rushers. And we really the key is offensively, as an offensive line, you know, our tailbacks included, everyone working together to protect the quarterback and, you know, keep Sam, you know, in, in good rhythm.
6: And, and Coach, Mick already talked about Sam, how well he did, but I thought it was a combination of both the play selection, play calling by the offensive of coordinator. So with that being said, did you guys – actually prepare for Pittsburgh to play as if it is like that third preseason game of old in the uh, National Football League that you prepare for that team?
0: Yeah, yeah, we we prepared for them within our base. You know, we didn't want to go out and install anything new. We didn't want to go out and... You know, there's some things obviously we've worked on this off season that, that people haven't seen. We didn't want to put them on tape. So we tried to stay within our base, you know, ha- have it be within our training camp installs. But did have the guys, you know, uh, and, and we've really done it for the first two games, but a little bit more this week. Um, have the guys understand, hey, here's what we're, we're going to call on third and five. Here's what we're going to call in the red zone. Have them anticipate those calls, you um, and uh, uh, I thought the guys did a nice job. You know, they did a nice job of, of reacting to, uh, to the situations. And I think part of a preseason game is, you know, you want to see players in different situations. You want to see the quarterback in third and 16. You want to see, uh, you know, uh, your kicker kick a long field goal. So uh, putting guys in different situations maybe than we would in the season, um, I think is the key to figuring out who, who your team really is.
4: Is Tommy Trimble doing well for you, Coach?
0: Yeah, I think Tommy's done a, I think Tommy's done a great job. Um, you know, he, he he's a rookie and playing tight in the National Football League encompasses a lot. He's uh, he's uh, digesting it. He's learning, and I think uh, I think people will see him make a lot of plays in the future.
5: And to kind of stay in uh, in and near that position group with Giovanni Ricci doing the tight end and doing a little bit of fullback play, how well is he adapting to kind of doing several different things as a young player? You know, he, he's
0: figuring it out. He hasn't really played fullback. But you know he brings a, a versatility to us in terms of running routes routes down the field. You know even carried the football one time, uh, blocked well. So you know he just has to continue to get reps to grow, and I think he can be a really good hybrid player for us.
6: Coach, every team has a personality. What personality do you see emerging on this team, be it offense or defense or the entire team?
0: Um, I think they're a team that 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 actually. That actually really really enjoys the games, uh, enjoys playing with each other, enjoys celebrating with each other. Like, you know, Sean Chandler, you know, in the third or fourth quarter, knocked the ball out, and you know, I had to tell the team, like, hey, can you guys wait till the ball's recovered, till everyone's running on the field? I mean, you know, there's guys that aren't <laughs> playing they're in sweatshirts, you know. <laughs> there, but and yeah. that, to me, that to me is a sign of a, of a good of a good soul of a team, a good chemistry of a team that they're that they're that excited for each other and they want to celebrate for each other. So, you know, we want to have, we want to have juice. We want to have energy. We want to play the game the way it was meant to be played with passion and, and love for each other. And, and so I, that, I certainly felt that on the sideline the other night. I hope, I hope uh, we'll continue to build that.
4: So much of that energy seems to come from you to the team coach. How did you develop your philosophy of uh, incremental improvements for your players and for your team daily?
0: Well, um, you know, I, I would hate to take any credit for that. I mean, I just think, I think from everyone I've ever been around who's successful, everything I read, everything I listen to it, life and success is all about, you know, not getting distracted, not living in the past, not worrying about the future, not trying to control things you can't control, but just uh, attacking obsessively the things that you can control. And sometimes you have to, you know, you have to, you know, ignore the noise and ignore your own doubts and anxiety, but you have to have to just attack it. And so, um that that belief that belief in deliberate practice of trying to get better one percent every day I think when you when you read people who've had, you know executed a lot in life and uh, had some success I think that's what they're all saying and so trying to teach that to our team um when I say teach that to our team like it's not about saying it it's about just living it out as a coach and, and and all of us so if we have that you know we'll be a much better team at the end of the season than we are right now and that's all of our goals
5: it's a week without a, a game at the end of it, which is a longer break than usual with 16 days between the last preseason, and the first regular season game. So how are you using this week of practice in terms of uh, installation versus preparation for the jets with the extra time you have now?
0: Yeah. It's a mixture of both we're trying to get better as a team, you know, we're, we're starting to focus on, on, on the jets and what they do, but at the same time, you know, obviously, as you said, we had to make some roster decisions, you know, today and tomorrow, um, We'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, the NFL this year set it up where Friday, Saturday, Sunday the guys are off. So we'll uh, we'll ask everybody to you know take a break. Um, you know that Charlotte, you know, Charlotte will become a college football town with ECU and App State, UNC Charlotte having their first FBS game with Duke coming to town, and then Saturday night Georgia Clemson. So that those things will be fun, and you know we'll regroup at the end of the weekend as a team on Monday and and uh, get to the business of work.
6: And coach, how much will you actually scout the coaches and, and things that you guys do as a coaching staff? I mean, as, you know, besides the players, you know, do you scrap some things? Do you install more things? Do you do you go ahead and do any of that stuff that as a head coach would do?
0: Yeah, you know, we we, we we've tried to put together as as we've gone on. Anytime we've had a break, really self scout what we're doing. Is it the right thing for you know this player? Is it the right thing for that player? What strengths and weaknesses can we take advantage of? So, you know, we're we're pretty knee deep now into kind of gotten through that and really, really focused on on the Jets, focused on what they do and, and the ways in which we think we'll have the most success against them. So, you know, our our job next week is to give our guys a plan that they can that they can decipher and go out and execute and uh most importantly feel really confident with.
4: Matt Rule on Panther Talk, a common suffix in the NFL is the word guy. You're either uh run-and-shoot guy or you're an I-formation guy. You're a defensive guy or you're an offensive guy. And the worst thing anybody can say about you is you're just, just a, guy. a guy. Oh, my goodness, just <laughs> a guy. But, Coach, can you tell that the Jets, who had been coached by an offensive guy, are now being coached by a defensive guy?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Coach Um, You know, watching what he did in San Francisco, guys played hard. Uh, they played with tremendous passion. They jump off the tape. And, um, you know, they have a lot of talent in New York. Um, you know, they've got a lot of guys they drafted high. And uh, he, he's, he's a really good man. Joe Douglas is a really good general manager, and they've got a good plan in place. So uh, you can see you can see the, the, already the preseason, the effort, the energy, the passion uh, on both sides of the ball. So they'll be a really good team. It'll be a really, 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 really fun game to watch.
6: Coach, uh, is there any emergence of, emergence of any leaders that's now stepping up from the locker room, be it on the offense side of the ball or special teams or, or 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 defensively, do you see any emergence of any guys coming up and going? This is the, the the character of this team.
0: I think one of the great things that we have is we have a kind of a, a plethora of guys who are leaders. You know, a bunch of guys that that can fill those roles. You know, we have a little leadership council and we have you know a lot of guys on there. And one of the things I believe about leadership is. You know, you're not just necessarily it's – not, it's not an appointment. You know, you're not a leader. Um, you lead in different areas. So one guy might be a tremendous leader in film study. Another guy might be a tremendous leader on the field. Another guy is in the weight room. So guys finding their strength and finding ways in which they can make the team better and help people around them. So I really like that you know, from our team. I like the way that those guys are uh, showing leadership. And some of our young players, from, you know, Jeremy Chin to – Brian Burns to J.C. Horn, those guys are feeling very comfortable being leaders and and, um, leading first with their own actions and then second with their words and and encouragement to others. So uh, you'll need that as you ride the highs and lows of the season. You know, the season doesn't always go perfectly. Every game doesn't go perfectly. And it's a team that doesn't panic and rides the highs and lows, the best that wins. And so uh, we'll need that leadership. Uh, You know, it's convenient right now, but when times are hard or when when things are down, you know, who can you turn to that's going to it's going to step up and, and the guys are going to follow. So uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, the things I'm seeing, the really encouraging signs I'm seeing, they'll continue to grow.
5: All right, Coach, final question. We appreciate you joining us live and speaking with us for a little bit tonight on a busy week like this. Ryan Santoso shows up and, and basically gets off a plane and comes in, kicks a few field goals, including a 52-yarder. Just describe maybe the, the difficulty of, of having just arrive at the last moment and, and perform and kind of how you feel about him uh, maybe moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know I know people who won't won't even play golf if they don't use their own clubs. <laughs> that's what I was thinking <laughs> you know, that's right. I mean, Some uh, of the I mean, bougie attitude like that is on our staff right now, <laughs> and I won't mention it. Anyway. Ryan shows up. Ryan shows up, and he's he's got a new holder, a new snapper. Um, uh, you know, he he wants it held differently. They're they're adjusting on the fly. He he does all this, in really, I don't know, forty five minutes in pregame, so. I think what he did was unbelievably hard. And then I certainly didn't make it any, any easier by, you know, sending him out there for a, you know, 52-yarder to get it started. But um, it's great to see the type of attitude he has. Um, and we're, we're encouraged we'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor him and see, uh, see uh, you know, his development, his growth, and make sure that there's, you know, we give him as many ways as possible for him to be successful.
4: The head coach of the Carolina Panthers, who is much more than just a guy. Matt Rule on our show. Yeah, team. he's not a guy. If we hear anybody say that he's just a guy, <laughs> he's not just gonna a guy. to fight us. Coach, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. We'll see you this week.
0: All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks,
4: coach. Thanks a lot. All right, Coach Rule live on the Zoom line. That's fun stuff, isn't it? That's some good play stuff. Coach Rule. Got to always have like five minutes at the
5: range, right? That's right. Maybe just to warm up a little bit. Just a woman. Just to get a little of swings. <laughs> They don't give you any mulligans in the NFL. No. That's,
4: that's Eugene. Uh, oh,
5: pardon me, sir. But <laughs> Love
2: it. Stiff.
4: To see Brian <laughs> Santos, can I have a breakfast ball on this one? <laughs> oh yeah! All right. Uh, there's another segment. I don't know what we're going to do quite after this break, but uh, it'll be good. It's Panther related, and it might feature the Zoke and <laughs> Sam Darnold, possibly, or just some uh, ch- chatting here in the around the table. It's all when Panther Talk continues next. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
1: Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa.
2: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. A
4: cover one, look, look out, backside pressure, eats up Dobbs back at the 22. Haskins fakes a toss sweep to the near side, sprints right, throws, and it's intercepted. Picked off by Carolina, a rolling pick. Line drive, kick, clanks against the
0: upright, bounces through, and it's good. Obviously, they played well, Turned, you know, took the ball away, got three and outs, got to the quarterback. Um, I'm sure when we look at the tape, there'll be lots of good things to, to improve upon. That, that being said, you know, probably got good pressure. You know, they were playing with a lot of the starters on their offensive line, so we got good work for good people, and we'll go back watch it and see, uh, you know, see if there's anything we need to improve upon.
1: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network,
4: along with the and Jeannie Rob. It's Mick. Appreciate you hanging out with us tonight on Panther Talk. Doesn't it feel totally different after the Pittsburgh game? I mean, I walk back to the little <laughs> humble little apartment uh, after that game, thinking, "There we go. Now bring the Jets. Let's get them in here t- tomorrow Pronto. night,
6: Toronto. <laughs> it is. I tell you what, winning just cures everything. That's why it's there's such a premium a premium on winning a football game. If we would be talking about the exact same thing in the preseason, if we win those preseason games, we're like, "Hey man, this is a great feel around here. You win a big game against Pittsburgh, third game. You're playing your starters." You're getting to see some really good live action, and to see how well they perform, you feel really just this, this good, you know. And if if they don't perform well, we're sitting there going, "Oh man, what's going on?" As we get ready to get into the season, you don't want to say that feeling. You want to be just where the the Panthers are right now, happy, excited, excited about what they can do because they won a game.
5: I felt like uh, because they won was big, but could, to kind of go a little bit more microscopic, I think there was so much talk. Among people I was talking to, and I'm sure you guys were talking to, about having seen Sam Darnold yes. play. And you could just, it was just the eyeball test of just the way he conducted himself in the pocket, the way he went through progression reads, where you could see, as Nick was talking about, his helmet turning and identifying the right receivers, taking off and running at the, the appropriate times. Um, just the metal component. put it, the ball came out physically quickly with, with zip on it and accurately. So I, I thought there was a lot that was kind of like, okay, because there's practices, there's joint practices. But there was two passes in a previous preseason game. There wasn't a lot to really look
4: at except old Jets tape. And I, I thought looked really, really sharp in the game. Mick. Any uh, concerns about the O-line? Pressure up the middle is never good. Steelers got a couple of free rushers through there. Of course, they're Pittsburgh, and they're good like that. How do you read it?
6: Yeah, and they collapsed the pocket a couple of times, no doubt about that. And, but let me just caution you. The offensive line is always the one unit that takes a while to get going. Every defense is – you know, faster than the offense early because you could just go recklessly to stunts to get up the field to push the pocket. You that's easy to do. The harder thing to do is to block those guys coming off different angles, different stunts, and be cohesive as a group. If one guy messes up on that offensive line, that messes up everything. All right, um, but if everybody holds holds their holds their water and do what they're supposed to do, then you got CMC running. You got Chuba running. You got you you, you got something, You got Darnold doing what he can do, throw the ball out. So it is really predicated on the offensive line, and that takes time. So I'm not going to judge them too harshly in the preseason because I know that it takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. And you got a couple of games, gets a couple of games on your belt, and then we can see. Ask me about three games in the season. What about the offensive line?
5: And I think over the course of the season, there's going to be some development of Deontay Brown, Brady Christensen, players like that. That maybe right now are not ready because they just got drafted. They've had two or three preseason games. Uh, You'll know, we'll see what Dennis Daly's got this year. That there's, you know, there's going to be injuries,
4: obviously, but there's going to be some competition, I think, moving forward too. Sometimes players just jump off the screen or off the field at you. Jimmy, John Fryermuth is one of those guys for the Steelers. The eighty-eight, tight end, yes. Pat Fryermuth, Penn State. High round draft choice, but he is a baller. I, I mean, thought that was he Heath Miller says, out there. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. has said, "I've never was watching the Steelers in Detroit in the game they played prior to the Panther game, and he said I've never missed a red zone. I've never bobbled one in the red zone. Wow! And yeah. I was thinking about our guy Tommy Trimble. Not, I mean, he's a different kind of tight end, but it just looks like he's not scared. He's got some ball skill, and along with Dan Arnold, that that position could. And be quickly, upgraded. I think
6: he's one of the he's been one of the best surprises. Mm-hmm for the Carolina Panthers, Mr. Trimble. I thought he caught the ball extremely well, runs route and he he blocks well. He's he's a guy. He's a good guy that you want to have. He's not just a guy. No, 100%. no, he's not just a guy. That guy you I I want him on the team.
4: Good guy. Absolutely. All right. So, Jim Zoki <laughs> with Sam Darnold. That interview follows these messages on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network
1: go behind the scenes of the carolina panthers join kristen balboni darren gant and will Bryan for the happy half hour each week the game covers all things relating to your carolina panthers both on and off the field the happy half hour and all our panthers podcasts are available now on stitcher spotify google play apple podcasts and amazon alexa
2: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers.
4: Double screen, Marshall, with blockers to the 10, the 5, right up the middle, touchdown, Carolina Panthers. 31 seconds left, second quarter, Panthers... Inside the 10, first and goal, the eight-yard line. Darnold again to throw. Wow. End zone,
7: great catch, Anderson, right in the middle of the end zone. Touchdown, Carolina. There's some stuff that we learned from out there and, and we're going to learn from from watching the tape, um, but I thought we did some good things. You know, that last drive to end the second half was was good for us, and we just got to build off of it.
2: Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Soki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk
5: on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network couple of Sam Darnold touchdown passes from the preseason win over Pittsburgh on Friday. 19 out of 25, 162 yards, two touchdowns in his half of playing there. And very impressive outing for Sam Darnold there. And now they begin their preparations for the regular season opener against his former team, the New York Jets. I caught up with him the other day and uh, talked about just that. Now moving past preseason, getting ready for regular season football now.
7: Feeling great. You know, this team's ready to roll and we're excited to, to get this thing underway.
5: Had the news of uh, Robbie Anderson getting his contract extended. You guys go way back with the Jets, obviously. How happy were you for him that he got that done?
7: Super happy for him. You know, Robbie's a great dude. Works super hard every single day, and um, just happy for him and his family. You know, he he's worked so hard over the last few years, and you know to see all of his hard work kind of come to fruition. It's it's great to see.
5: We think he's great covering as a media member, just because he's so refreshing and fun and chill. Is he just like that all the time?
7: Yeah. No. Robbie's going to be himself, no matter what the, uh, no matter what the, the circumstances. He's always going to be himself.
5: A little bit of irony that your first completed preseason pass was to him. You'll be hitting everybody at some point, but it was kind of nice that that was the first one, anyways.
7: Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It was. It was good to, you know, get the ball to Robbie and get him going, and and you know, for that to be my first completion as a Panther, it was uh, it was awesome.
5: So we won't have Christian, of course, until the regular season. We got through the preseason, all these practices. How excited are you just to have that weapon, to be see that at full speed once we get there?
7: Yeah, I'm excited, man, to to just see what we've done during camp and how hard everyone's worked. Like I said in the beginning, it's it's going to be fun, you know, for us as an offense to go out there and, and to play some real games and, and to, to, to see some live action. It's going to be fun.
5: What about this offense excites you in terms of just the setup, the philosophy, the way you guys go about it?
7: Yeah, just the speed, and I think, you know, obviously everyone knows about that, and Um, I think for us, you know, our offensive line and the way that they've worked throughout this entire camp and um, even before that during OTAs, um, it's great to see how hard they've worked and I think um, you know, they're going to be pushing some guys around and it's going to be really fun.
5: Of course, well known, we didn't really use the the tight ends a whole lot offensively when you weren't here last year. With what you got going on this year, is that something you guys did a lot with the Jets and how much do you think they'll be incorporated here?
7: Yeah, you know, I think you can always use the tight ends uh, Mm -hmm. as weapons and you know, I think we're going to do a good job with that. Um, we're going to utilize everyone on the field. You know, I think that's the, that's the goal of this offense, and um, it's going to be fun. All
5: right, last thing you've been asked about a bunch of times, but it will be the New York Jets for this first game. A little bit special, obviously, any time you have a regular season game and an opener at that. But the, that one with the, the guys you'll know on the other side, does that make it a little bit different?
7: No, you know, for, for us it's the next opponent, and that's why it's the most important game. Good stuff. Thanks, Sam. Thank you.
5: Come on, Sam. I tried so hard to ask it in a different way. Where he just like, yeah, Timmy and Billy are over there, and I went to war with them, and now I got to play against them. And no, it's not true. Your part was good, but you got hit upside the head with the cliche <laughs> stick. <laughs>
4: I just wanted just a little New York Jet,
5: yes, it's like a little intensity. But
6: he can't give it up too. He's but not, he's he's definitely going to want to be able to, to beat them down.
4: They got Greg Van Roten on their team.
6: Oh, I saw.
5: Oh, it's the Greg Van Roten versus Pat Elfland revenge game. <laughs>
6: exactly. <laughs>
5: Get now we've got the storyline. Now we got the storyline. Let's, Let's get Elfline's thoughts on this <laughs> Jets team. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina from the uh, Pittsburgh game. Shai Smith with a shoulder injury, Darius Clark, the running back with a knee injury, was part of the players that were released on Saturday. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online
4: at orthocarolina. Ortho Carolina, your care, your, your way. way. I've gotten to where I really enjoy interviewing Scott Fitterer. I'm not so sure he feels the same way seeing me come down the hall, but it's um, it's fun to ask him some stuff because he'll, he'll say a few things, and uh, you'll get to eavesdrop on that interview when Eugene, the Zoke, and I come back with more Panther talk next from Bank of America Stadium.
2: Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
1: Touchdown!
2: Sunday, September 12th as the Panthers host the New York Jets. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock.
1: Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers.
7: Now playing Carolina Panthers.
1: Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com.
2: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. That's Brown right. on
4: the counter, running free, right That's up the right. middle. He will score. 10, 5, 3, 2, 1, touchdown, Spencer Brown.
0: Well, these guys have worked really hard. We've seen them all training camp. And it was awesome to see them uh, have a chance to go out there and play and so we'll go back watch the tape see, see who did what uh, but my message to them was really simple it was like hey guys you know go prepare go prepare that you can just trust yourself be confident and go out there and deliver and um, uh, leave the field with no regrets you know you can't control what happens to you all the time in life um, you know everyone can't make the 53 but you can control you know hey your performance Panther
1: talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
4: It's kind of lonely being the boss, having that corner office and a window view. It's nice some days, but I don't envy you Scott Fitterer this time of year. How in the world are you and your staff going to go about trimming this very talented roster down?
3: You know, this is like one of the hardest weekends. You have players that have been here through OTAs, through the summer, working. This is their childhood dream. And today you have to tell players, hey, you're a good player, but it's not it's not the right fit right now for us. And a lot of these guys will go on to find other jobs. A lot of the guys will bring back a practice squad. It's just tough looking someone in the eyes and telling them, hey, I'm sorry, this is not going to work out.
4: Some of the, these players will get on with other teams. They'll play great against the Carolina Panthers. That's just kind of how the, how the league spins around. Uh, let's go back to uh, Friday night. In, in what ways do you think that Pittsburgh game, Scott, was kind of diagnostic for you in trying to, to set your roster?
3: You know, it gave us a good look at our front our front line guys, our starters on offense, our starters on defense, and then how guys rotating in. And, you know, there were some uh, players that got run with the first team offense and defense. You got to see how they fit in. Uh, you got to see them on special teams. So it gave us a really good look. And it was probably our closest to, like, real game-like action. And uh, it was a really good tape to evaluate. It showed us a lot. We learned a lot about the players. And uh, a lot of them did really well for themselves. This is going to be a really tough cut.
4: Fans are excited. Uh, Sam Darnold looked like he acquitted himself well. What did you see from him when you broke his tape down?
3: I thought he showed uh, a lot of poise. He was really good going through his progressions. He hit seven receivers, which means you're not locking on and predetermining, I'm going to throw it to DJ on this play, I'm going to throw it to somebody else. It means you could see him hit his second and third progression. He showed poise in the pocket. He showed velocity on the ball. Uh, there were a couple times when he had pressure up the middle in his face that, you know, um, The timing was a little bit off. But overall, I thought he did a really good job considering the circumstance, managing the game. And it was a pretty vanilla offense. It wasn't like we schemed and we did a lot of things. That's just him out there playing ball. So that was really good to see.
4: You came from Seattle. Panther fans know, of course, Russell Wilson seems like he sets a high bar in terms of being able to extend the play, prolong it with his feet. Would would Sam Darnold be an athletic quarterback in a similar standard?
3: He's got the ability to run. Um, he's probably a little more straight line than Russell is. Uh, but when the pocket collapses, especially to the outside, Sam has that ability to climb in the pocket, and then he can take off and run. And he's got speed. He's a bigger guy. He's got speed. And I think last, was it last year we saw a long touchdown run. So he does have that capability. There is a threat there. And it's not just a stationary target and uh, a quarterback.
4: Scott Fitter on Panther Talk, I know you try to let the coaches coach, but in general, Scott, where do you fall on a a running quarterback mixing in a QB power, QB dart, maybe even some quarterback sneaks, certain down the distances?
3: I think it just adds so much pressure to the defense. You know, they have have to keep someone home to to spy him a lot of times. So it's – and then on third down, you know, when it's third and seven, they have guys covered, quarterback takes off and runs. That's just a backbreaker for the defense. And then they get tired and eventually you wear them down and it helps the running game, helps uh, the entire offense.
4: Where do you think the Panther defense is right now?
3: I think think they look fast. I think they attack. I think there's a lot of pass rush. Uh, I think our defensive backs are playing well. So I think overall uh, we're in good shape. We need to keep adding depth, but I I like where it's at.
4: How much of a defense being a fast defense relates to – players being able to run fast and then also being able to think quickly and 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 not have to to hesitate to react
3: that speeds them up so much more having that instinctiveness that that intelligence to see it and be able to pull the trigger and go like that's that makes up if you're a 4-7 guy and you have those instincts it gets you there a step or two quicker so that's that's really important and then uh, as the game spreads out and you know you have receivers and running backs that are really all over the field to have that speed at linebacker is really important to us
4: Overall, this is going to be a young team, we think. Do you feel like this team is going to have a high football IQ and be a smart outfit?
3: Absolutely, that's one of the requirements. Like when we talk about, you know, competitive guys and intelligent guys and tough guys, that's one of our core things that we will not bend on. You have to be smart to play for Coach Rule and his staff.
4: Everybody uh, – not everybody, but a lot of Panther fans follow Buffalo because of our connections there from a personnel standpoint. A little uh, trade with the Bills today. What do, what do we have in Daryl Johnson in your opinion?
3: Darryl, he's the body type that we want. He's a 6'6", 255, 260-pound defensive end. He's got long arms. He's got some get-off to him. Uh, He did show some rush, and he's a really good special teams player. So I think we've added to our depth. He's a young guy that we can develop, and uh, that's the type of body that we're looking for. Final question, we'll let you
4: go. We love how much you know about football and how you study it. So here come the Jets soon with Zach Wilson did you write him up and what kind of quarterback do you think the Jets drafted in the first round
3: I think I think he's dynamic you know I was at his pro day and I saw his arm in person and it's better in person than it was on tape and I think he's a mobile guy I think he's got a bright future he's a really talented player
4: all right the words of wisdom from Scott Fitterer GM Carolina Panthers uh, Scott good luck and call us if you need us thank you a little bit to unpack there let's start with Zach Wilson I remember last summer reading a couple articles about this BYU trigger man. Pulled up, looked at some. Everything's on YouTube. You can see about anything you want to. And they were talking about him then as man well, maybe being late first round, early second round. But his draft status shot way up. What kind of QB do you think he is? No,
6: I I really do like him. I, I saw him first rolling and rolling to his left, pulling up off of an, on off of a bootleg and throwing the ball way across the field to his right and hitting a guy in stride. I was like, oh, my goodness, he can throw the ball that far? That's that's very, very difficult to do. When I watched the preseason game, he moved really well. He moved. I was like, hey, this dude can move, man. He 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 has something. Some people have that little it factor. I think he has that it factor. And so I think the Jets drafted a great quarterback that's going to be there for a while.
5: The the phrase I keep hearing heading into the draft and now about him is arm talent. He's got arm talent. And there's some things you, you can't train and coach. You can slightly improve, but he comes with arm talent, and he seems like he's a real coachable kid. So it feels like it's probably going to take a little bit of time, uh, and he's going to have to go through his rookie year and this and that. He'll have some highs, and he'll probably have some interceptions that he'll want to take back. But when you've got that arm talent, you can work around that. You don't always have guys that have that ability, that that zip on the ball to throw it downfield, to be accurate, uh, to put all that together. So it's clearly going to take all of these rookie quarterbacks a while to throw some of that
4: together but he's got the, he's got the arm
5: talent. well patrick
6: mahomes arm talent
7: yeah
4: the other thing is the daryl johnson trade defensive end the panthers swap with buffalo in exchange for a 2022 six-round pick johnson north carolina a&t the Miac defensive player of the year his last year there and he's he's played in the league it's not like he's green as a gourd maybe he could help the panthers on special teams
6: you know, I, I think the, the the Panthers. One thing I think is impressive about their defensive front is that guys are fast. Yeah. I mean they are really a fast defense. They move fast and and they get to they get to the point of attack. And so having beef up front and then having guys on the edge, Brian Burns, et cetera, to go ahead and rush the quarterback. I think that that's going to be our bread and butter defensively all year long. The rush. And being able to stop the run because those guys are so
5: fast. A little bit of a couple of plays I saw of him in Buffalo after you know people put stuff up on social media. Had a little FA Obata feel to it where he's gonna be that, that lanky, lean defensive end. And as Mick said, I think his, his ticket as they brought him in here to be a special teams contributor.
6: Yeah. It's he, hard to get on that field, by the way, Mick. It's hard to get on that field because of the talent that you have at defensive line. No doubt. And that's gonna yes. be a good
4: thing too. I Wanna talk to Eugene and the Zook too about corner when when two teams have two good corners What does that uh, mean for the defense, and how does it complicate the offense's job? We'll uh, address a little bit of that when we come back in just a second. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
1: Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
2: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
4: When a defense has not one corner with some swag, some juice—I hate the cliche—chip on his shoulder. Some that of was the a cliche swag. Some of these players, <laughs> JC Horn, I think, has got King's Mountain on his shoulder. He wants to ball out. So nice. Eugene, the zoke, when a team has two dynamic corners, not one, what can that defense be capable of?
5: I think what. Um what they have for one thing is two different type of cornerbacks. You know, Dante's kind of that classic cover guy that's uh, almost – and just talking about kind of the, the way he flows the ball, that kind of Deion Sanders kind of flow, like a ball hawk kind of a guy. Whereas J.C. Horn just seems like guy, he's going to just mug you up at the Get line of scrimmage. In your face. Press coverage, man, man, and he can probably do it all. But just in terms of what you think of first of him, when you see him in person at practice – I mean, the shirt does not contain the arms. I mean, it's just the guy is just chiseled out of stone. And it looks like a mountain. And then um, he's got just kind of this quiet, cool, collected demeanor. Phil Snow spoke on the last day of Spartanburg training camp, and he's asked about this and that guy. And when he's asked about J.C. Horn, he said, nothing about him reminds me of a rookie. He said, I credit his parents, Joe Horn, and yep. um, the, the whole family for uh, what they did with him growing him up. Uh, but he said he just doesn't – I forget that he's a rookie. He looks like he's been, and he carries himself like he's been around the league for a
6: while. He reminds me of Darrell Rivas, and that's a big statement. Darrell Rivas is one of the best corners ever. Aeneas Williams one of the best corners ever. He's just long, and he will harass you. <laughs> and then you're absolutely right. Uh, Deion Sanders uh, – Dante Jackson reminds me of Deion. The first time I met Dante, I said, I man, you remind me of Deion Sanders. I said, the only thing that you have to be careful is that – Play your technique and don't look in the backfield too much and rely on your speed because even though Deion was fast, he had good technique. Play with your technique because you're going to get a lot of interceptions if you play solid technique. Sometimes I think he relies on his eyes and his speed, and if he relies a little bit more on his technique, he could be, I thought, and I still think one of the best corners of the league and get like 9, 10 interceptions. And
5: his his tackling was picked up. Uh, Those first two series, he had the third down tackle on those first two Pittsburgh series in this game. So that's something Dion never had. Dion was not a guy that was going to no. tackle you.
6: And, and and to your point, having two corners, I can lock you down with either one of these corners and now my Jeremy Chin back there can go down and and be like uh, uh Troy Palomalo at the line of scrimmage or back if he chose he chooses because I got two guys who can lock you down.
4: Will Horn be officiated differently because he does like to get his hands yes. on and he will be a rookie.
6: Yes, he will definitely be officiated differently. And he has to be very, very careful because he's gonna to have to he's gonna get some flags thrown his way, you know, because he's too rough. You know, and so he's gonna to have to learn when to play. We've said
5: it in practice, you know, they bring the referees in for practice, and Coach Rule said, Yeah, he had two interceptions today, but he probably would have got flagged yep.
4: <laughs> on one or both of those yeah. because of that. A couple of big issues backup running back and how are the receivers gonna sort themselves out. We'll touch on that when we come back. In just a moment.
1: Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLone share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. (laughs) Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
4: Quite often injuries have a say. The Panthers um, really like Reggie Bonifant, but he's been nicked up uh the rod and rodney smith uh, tandem as well has and of course spencer brown can can tote it mm-hmm. has chuba hubbard done enough to win in your minds fellas, the backup running back position behind mccaffrey
5: yeah i think he'll definitely be here um uh, as far as guys on the bubble i don't think he's a guy in the bubble fourth round pick super fast yep he had a 60 yard run in that first game up at Indianapolis, and, uh, again, it, you're, you're working with a young player that's going to learn to be better at all the components of what is being a running back, which is the blocking and, and uh, being able to catch the ball and being able to contribute on special teams. But, yeah, Chuba's on the team. I think the guys are interesting. You know, Rodney Smith's been hurt a lot, but I think they like Rodney Smith. And Trent Cannon, before he got hurt, he was like the guy they were using on kickoffs and all that. So, again, when you talk about the last couple running backs and receivers, you're talking about special teams. I think that Trent Cannon probably has a spot because of that
6: and and don't forget uh Chuba had 5.3 yards per carry. I mean that's that said something. It does. I know he had got hit and he had a fumble, but I think that you look at that that's kind of part of the part for the course for any kind of running back. Mm-hmm. Spencer Brown when I look at them, I think they're almost the same guy, but if I had to get the edge to anyone the edge is going to go to Chuba. I thought I think he I think he's done enough in preseason to warrant being that guy. Yep.
4: But you always liked Cameron Artis' pain, and they always talking about him, and
5: that I didn't know. work out too. good. I know it
6: didn't work out too good. And, uh, yeah, I, I've always liked his ability, but somehow it just never it never showed.
5: Yeah, sometimes it does. But you have to be intrigued by the uh, the the previous season of 2019 that Chuba had a 2,000 yard rushing season at that level at Oklahoma State. So to me. I mean, you, you yeah. got to see what that's all about.
6: Absolutely. And also, don't forget that little pass that he caught. He catches a, a little swing pass out the side a little bit, and something like McCaffrey would do. I wish he would have caught that pass that Sam Donald threw kind of behind him to see it, show his athleticism. It was uh, He threw the ball behind him, and he didn't catch it and fell down and whatnot. And so it looked like, oh, man, he didn't do the run thing. But I thought that Sam Donald needed to put it on the front side of him. Mm-hmm. But I wish he would have caught it because I think McCaffrey would have caught that ball, stayed on his feet, and been down the field.
4: Yeah, no doubt. We got about twenty seconds. So receiver wise, of course, the iron three uh are solid. Terrace Marshall's my guy. I don't think I mean it wasn't the best night for Zilstra, but he's so good on special teams. You still kind of see him on special as teams one of those receivers. And yeah, I think
5: the Shy Smith injury probably helped him as yeah. far as making it a little bit more comfortable on the roster.
6: Terrace Marshall, watch out. He can be a guy that's gonna really take over.
4: We got to go. Good okay. show, though, guys. Good show. Thank Enjoyed you. We yeah, appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys for being and, uh, here. Uh, Jim Zoki, Eugene Robinson, for the rest of our crew, all the boys in the show here. Butt, this is Mick Mason. It's been a joy, and we'll see you next week for another edition of Panther Talk.
2: This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule brought to you by Atrium Health because you deserve to live your best life and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.